I'm Mike Levin. I'm running for Congress against Daryl Issa, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Episode 694 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today, as I always am, by the lovely, talented, and uh, scholarly Brittany Page. We want to start by letting everyone know that we are recording this Wednesday night, and we are releasing it Wednesday night. This just in, everybody. That's my breaking news noise. That was really nice. You like that? Have you been hired to why don't I professionally have, record that? Why don't I have a breaking news noise? I I don't know. You should record what you just did and add that oh, to the board as an official noise. Here it is. I'm not prepared. There it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who do you think you are? So anyway, we are recording on Wednesday. We are going to release on Wednesday. What other... Whatever, uh, what do you got? What else do you got? Well, we recorded a bonus episode, and that will be posted Thursday morning. So if you are listening to this, don't forget to also check out the bonus episode that we will be posting on Thursday morning. Which, by the way, is something I'm pretty proud of. Yeah? It was, I mean, I don't know if that's a weird thing to say about a conversation we had, but I'm excited for people to hear it because what a... A smart... Anyway, we interviewed a guy named Robert P. Jones who just wrote a book called White Too Long, uh, The History of White Supremacy in American Christianity. I think, isn't that the name of it? The Legacy of White Supremacy. The Legacy of White Supremacy in American Christianity. And uh, pretty good talk. Yeah, very good. Very informative. The book is also very good. So we would recommend that. And don't forget to check it out. Absolutely. So what I want to talk about to start the show is... I got to thinking today, if you've been a long-time listener to the show, or if you've listened for a year or so, you will have remembered last year when we did our, our what are they called? Our New Year's resolutions. Mm, okay. Couldn't. It's one of those days, Brittany Payne. It seems like it. It's been a long time since I've left the house. <laughs> we struggled today, and we've been struggling. Like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Because... We try to open the show with something light or a view into what we do or who blah, blah, blah. You know, something not Trump news related. Yeah. And uh, there ain't shit going on. Yeah. Well, last time I, I tried to talk about the fires up front and... <laughs> I shut that down pretty quick. Yeah. You just were like <laughs> looking at me and there's like one tear coming out of my eye. Yeah. And it's depressing and... You're like, can you not? Can we not do this not now. right now? Yeah, we can, save it for later. Yeah, let's let's ease into that. Let's let's not talk about that right up front. A single tear. It really sets the mood for everybody and bumming everybody well, out. I'm just right imagining away. everybody, all of our friends up and down the West Coast, who are literally tweeting and talking about choking in their houses and apartments because of the smoke. I'm just like, nobody wants to. Be reminded about the fucking apocalypse we're currently in. Yeah. Anyway, last year, our New Year's resolution was to travel more. And I think largely we did that. We we took a trip to New Orleans and and we went to San Francisco for a few days. And D.C. We went to D.C. It was or a was good that time. this year? That was this year, but that was part of the, the wind up, the, 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 the wrap up of the year. Because mm-hmm. we went in February. Mm-hmm. And I was just reflecting on it's so great that we got it done when we did because if we'd been like if that had been this year's new year's resolution we would have been fucked for sure we wouldn't have been able to do shit and then the depression would have been even deeper i think yeah i actually saw michael barbaro of the daily he tweeted of the daily from the new york times he tweeted that the transmission of covid on planes has has been 
quite low. Hmm. But he didn't he didn't cite that source. And my thing with tweets is if if there's a claim, oh yeah, it it needs to have a source. <laughs> yeah, well, it's go ahead. Well, it's it's something that bothers me. It because, bothers me too. I was going to name names. Well, yes, there are names you can name, but like also that Scott Dworkin guy is one. Yeah, and then who's the other? There's like a Seth, Seth. Seth Abraham. Yeah. He's another one. Yeah. And Bre- breaking in all capital letters. Yeah, I'm just suspicious. This is happening and then no fucking, no backup on it. Yeah, I'm just suspicious of it when there's not a link. I, I want some proof. But he said that and I think he's a reasonable person. I don't know why he would lie. But if that's true, I wonder what that's about. I wonder why that is. Um, and if, if it is true, I, I mean, I don't feel comfortable traveling right now, but maybe after the vaccine situation and we'll see we'll see what happens i know that the times that you traveled to spokane to see me and my daughter mm-hmm. were nerve-wracking for you yeah and, well, and, and for us i mean when you came back the last time before we drove down you wore a mask the whole time yeah i didn't i didn't in the take house, off my mask yeah. any anytime you were around anybody well and that's because i was coming from orange county and <laughs> we have a large portion of anti-mask people and oftentimes they show up at the airport john wayne airport yeah they, that's what it's called and yeah, right. they uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they try to get on planes without masks and while filming themselves for later publication yeah, so I just, uh, coming from Orange County, it's a little bit more of a risk. Although our numbers have been declining, going down, so that's good. The other day, I think it was like 100. Yeah, I said that, and then I thought today was like 140, I think, which it, it's going back up for some reason, it's I've noticed, than, the past few days. It's better than 1,000, or whatever it was at its peak. Yeah, it did get down, though, to double digits, and now it hmm. seems like it's back in the triple digits. But anyway, hopefully <laughs> we can see it go back down. Fires and plagues, everybody. Yeah. Can you smile? <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. We really do try to... To provide you a little levity and good times in the opening intro segment because eh, there's enough to fucking feel shitty about. Yeah, here's one thing I would like to get the audience input on. Masks for people who wear glasses. This is something that's difficult for me because... You're I, a four-eyed freak. Yeah, I wear glasses and <laughs> it's, it's... As I sit here with glasses on. It's tough to find masks that don't fog up the lenses yeah so i'm always looking for ones that will work especially as at at my job we're moving back toward in-person services and i'm gonna need to be talking quite often so i don't want my my lenses to be all fogged up so if anyone has recommendations for that that would be great i do know of of one company that i have found that that their masks are pretty good but you have to hand wash them and i'm super lazy don't like doing that uh so bonus points if you have a recommendation for me that i can throw into the washing machine a recommendation that's not like little little miniature windshield wipers that you affix to your glasses <laughs> that this is kind of wave back and forth no if you have those i want those send those to me right away i will 100 percent. my timer's going off i'm sorry i will 100 percent wear those. news for the audience we never talked about this you can't wear those around popeye though because he'll go nuts and fucking chew your face off yeah he is very triggered by windshield wipers he <laughs> I mean, he's he's a stocky, fucking insane. He's a stocky, fifty-two pound bulldog, and when he's in the car, he will leap into the front seat and toward the windshield. I mean, he tries to get up there (laughs) under the windshield and is attacking the windshield wipers. He thinks that when they come on, something violent is happening to us, and he needs to protect us. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So fucking hilarious. It seriously is a bizarre thing. Yeah, think. I'm thankful for two things. One, we don't drive around with Popeye very much. And two, it almost never rains where we live. Yeah. So we don't have to run the windshield wipers. That's true. But one time, there was a little bit of a dust on the windshield. Mm-hmm. Forgot. And then, you It know, was a nightmare. We had, you know, aforementioned 52-pound muscle dog in our laps. And it's tough to get him to stop when he has his eyes set on attack. Well, like any dog, he's it's singularly tough. focused. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway... 
Listen, guys, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. As always, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Let's get to some listener communication before we move on. Jesse D. and Brittany P. Uh, Shane from Iowa here, longtime listener, just listening to your newest episode. And there's one fa- small thing that was wrong with uh, you talking about the Kansas City game. Um, the Texans didn't even come out of the locker room until after the anthem was played. When the when the players show, did their show of unity, there was no anthem being played, period. They just booed the whole thing at unity. So, yeah, assholes will be assholes, I guess. But anyway, uh, love the show. Love you guys do. Keep up the good work. Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Shane is not the first person to correct me on that. Oh. Uh, a couple of people reached out. And um, we love fact checks. I don't mind being corrected at all. <laughs> what's, what's great about this is it makes it even fucking worse. That hmm. it wasn't even during the national anthem that the teams were joining arms in, yeah. a, in a stand for unity. And they're getting booed. Yeah. It's like, what? You want racial equality? Boo! Boo! Fuck you! Trump, baby! Yeah, it's a stadium filled with these guys. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I'm sorry I couldn't be the one to fact check you because I don't know about sports. So, couldn't do that. It goes beyond not knowing. It it it, it is it is rooted in a deep lack of concern too. You just don't give a fuck about it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I kind of wish I did sometimes cuz no. it, it seems really fun. It seems like a really good time. People really enjoy it. But uh, just don't really care about it. It's 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 I I tend to watch a lot more sports when I'm like in a betting pool or I've never done like uh fantasy you're I can see you're dozing off already. Oh yeah, I was. I stopped listening. <laughs> I just noticed myself not listening. You said something about a betting pool and then I'm like, here we go. I don't know. What is all this about? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So but I haven't I mean, we're busy. We do a lot, so and you know, COVID, so not a lot of sports, especially yeah. college football. That was my thing. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Shane. We appreciate it very much. Moving on, more descent. Hey guys, it's Carissa. Um, I haven't called in in a while because, like, the move, the news just moves so fucking fast that, like, by the time I'm angry about something, the next ten seconds I'm angry about something else. But anyway, today you guys are talking about um, the Bob Woodward book and like being mad at him for waiting this long or whatever. I have a little bit of a different take on it. Considering we as Americans seem to have such short memories, I'm kind of glad that he waited this long because it's much closer to the election and this can be fresh in people's minds. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that people actually care about the fact that he just basically murdered 200,000 Americans um, by, you know, uh, neglect or by omission. But, um, yeah, so I know he does. He only waited this long just to sell his book, but I'm hoping that it, it helps uh, this remain top of mind for people because who knows, maybe this will be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back for some people. All right. Love the show. Brittany's best part. Bye. Love the show. Britney's the best part. Bye. Well. I, I love when Carissa calls in. Getting the double. Britney's the best part. Yeah. Well, one, she's a long time early adopter of mm-hmm. the program. Yeah. And, uh, you know, special, special place in the old heart. Mm-hmm. Carissa is a special person. And the old fatty heart. Yeah. So this was an interesting take that I actually haven't heard before. And I, I think it's reasonable for sure. Um, I don't think it justifies him hanging on to it, though, because, again, we're talking about lives that could have been still here. It's appreciation in hindsight. Yeah. Because it doesn't justify him having no idea what the outcome would be. Right. Yeah. And really, there's no shortage of controversies. I mean, it's constant. It is like yeah. like Chris said at the, at the top of her call, like it it's. 
constant. It never ends. So honestly, the Bob Woodward story is <laughs> gone already. It's gone already. And even when it was there, it was likely competing for top top of the news with several different other stories. It's like this vice story about the hysterectomies in the detention centers and in, in the concentration camps, the internment camps, whatever you want to say them. The forced These hysterectomies. Immigrant detainment camps. Yeah. Forced against their will. Sterilization. And that story is just fucking... Where is it? It's because the tempo of insanity with this administration is off the charts. We've never seen anything like it. And I think it's by design. I don't think it's just a coincidence because Donald Trump is a goddamn idiot. I think it's, 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 it's flooding the zone. It, mm. It's just an overwhelming blitzkrieg of bad news. So you can't, you can't catch your breath to grab onto one long enough to make it into something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's remarkable, though. Well, just a side note. I got an email from Donald Trump's campaign today. I'm on the list, so I get the 12 emails a day that they send. And this one in the subject line said Joe Rogan. Uh, and he's yeah. now using Joe Rogan as a way to taunt Joe Biden yeah. um, about this live four-hour debate that he wants Joe Rogan to moderate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. A couple things here. One, it's not up to Donald Trump to just recommend debates or propose that they have a debate. It's not up to Joe Rogan to do that. It's not up to his Donald Trump's chinless freak show son, Donald Trump Jr., to do so. There is a, an independent commission, bipartisan commission, about uh, surrounding presidential debates that gets together, chooses from the list of candidates to host, picks the location, all of the details are worked out independent of the candidates. So it's not just like if we were to say, we want to host a debate, show up. Are you going to debate? Or are you afraid? That's not how it fucking works. N not only that, Joe Rogan, the goon who conveniently, whenever he gets in trouble, is like, well, I don't really even know much about politics. Brr. We want him to moderate a presidential debate, someone who's already in the tank for Donald Trump, maligning the mental health of Joe Biden at every turn when he's a fucking idiot who doesn't really know anything other than a rear naked choke. That's the guy that we want involved in the decision of who becomes the most powerful leader on the planet. Uh, not, not for me. Also, by the way, no one needs a four hour debate. That is absurd. I don't know how long the debates are going to be, but for the love of God, I hope they're not over two hours. Yeah. I can't handle that. I can't handle that in one night. That's a lot of Donald Trump stalking around the state. Yeah, it's... <laughs> listen, and for those who watched the town hall with with Donald Trump from ABC News oh, this week... wow. It's going to be like that, but worse because he's going to be in a competitive mood where he feels like he needs to get jabs in. Uh, who knows how it's really going to go, but the first presidential debate is actually Tuesday, September 29th, Yeah, and Chris Wallace is going to be the moderator, which I think is great. We love Chris Wallace. He doesn't always make us happy. He pisses me off sometimes, but on, on the whole, uh, I dig him. Yeah, so that will be from 6 to 7.30, our time. So, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. I, I, I've had some people message me this week. I, I'll leave this one person nameless. But they were like, ah, it's looking really good for Joe Biden. They sent me some polls, all this. The, 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 the tide is turning. It's going to be this massive groundswell of support. And, and Donald Trump's just going to get slaughtered. And I would remind everybody this. There will be invariably, indubitably, most certainly... October surprise. Donald Trump has some chicanery up his sleeve that will be, I think I described it as diabolical. Dirty fucking tricks. So don't get comfortable and be prepared for something that is going to be ground uh, earth shattering in how um, the mendacity of it all. Anyway, it's also it's so unpredictable related to the media. Joe Biden is making more media appearances 
if he has a minor gaffe, that's going to be yeah the front page of the newspaper. It's going to be the lead on CNN, not just Jake Tapper's the show, the lead. It's going to be like the leading story <laughs> on the different shows. And that's that's what's going to happen because we haven't learned our lesson. Right. We didn't learn our lesson from the last election. Yeah. And any minor mistake that Joe Biden makes is likely going to be amplified just on loop. Yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm conflicted on that point because the other day in my Facebook memories, the Hillary Clinton 9-11 video showed up where she got dizzy and almost passed out and they had to like rush her into the van hmm. and people acted like that was blown out of proportion and I still don't think it was. Obviously, she wasn't getting ready to die like the, the Trump camp tried to create a conspiracy theory around. But like they were saying MS or Parkinson's or whatever other crazy shit, it was pneumonia. But it, listen, I think it's valid to question the health of your leaders, whether it be Joe Biden, whether it be Donald Trump. The problem lies in it only gets done, especially last election because it was a woman, it only gets done to one side. The questions aren't being asked substantively about Donald Trump's health, but they are ravenously. They're surrounding Joe Biden. Yeah. Anyway. So I guess my point is we need to still be vigilant about it and make sure in a, in, in a context of history, is this a big deal? When, when, if we choose to make something a big deal or not. Also, don't look at the polls and just vote. And encourage no. everyone you know to vote. Yeah, absolutely not. National polls don't fucking matter at all. Don't pay attention to that number. Really don't pay attention to your state number. Go vote. Go vote whether Joe Biden's up by 15 or whether he's struggling to hang on. Go vote. Yeah, I mean, I don't go as far as to say that they don't matter, the polls, but I don't think that they should be... Well, a national poll doesn't matter. ...influencing people's behavior yeah. and if people need it though to feel better i guess but just be prepared for it to not always make you feel better <laughs> let me let me let me justify why i say it doesn't matter as long as we have an electoral college a national poll doesn't fucking matter because donald trump could he lost to hillary clinton by three million votes and still won the electoral college they've done estimations and calculations among the states that donald trump could could lose by five million votes and still win the election because of the electoral college. So national polls are the ones I really shit on, but don't focus on them because you need to get out and vote no matter what. All right. We'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Email those voice memos to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We would like to thank our new Patreon supporters, Philip H. Philip H. And Leonard L. Leonard L. Thank you very much for becoming our latest Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you, whether you support us on Patreon, PayPal, shopping on Amazon through the dollamore.com slash Amazon link. Even if you just listen to the show and like and share the Facebook page links or Follow us on Twitter at Brittany E. Page, at Dollamore, at I Doubt It Podcast. We appreciate all of the interaction that we get from the audience, even when there is dissent, and especially when there is dissent. So don't forget to send those voicemails and voice memos our way when you disagree with us, 657-464-7609 or I Doubt It at Dollamore.com. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. The good news is that the, the more media Donald Trump does outside of the bubble of protection of the White House or rallies is he's being outed as the incompetent, feckless goon that he is. Brittany mentioned earlier the ABC town hall that he did, and it was a shit show from bell to bell. From the, from the opener until they, 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 they faded to black, it was a bummer for Donald Trump. He was off his game. He was off his feet. He didn't know how to answer questions. He fumble-fucked words. 
there were moments like this one that we're getting ready to play where he blames Biden for not instituting a national mask mandate. Joe Biden, who hasn't been in office for four years. Joe Biden, who's just a citizen. Joe Biden, who happens to be a candidate for president. In masks, we had Julie Bart, who's from Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, She's right here. She has a question about that. You voted for Hillary Clinton last time, I believe. Yes, I did. Uh, the wearing of masks has proven to lessen the spread of COVID. Um, why don't you support a mandate for national mask wearing? And why don't you wear a mask more often? Well, I do wear them when I have to and when I'm in hospitals and other locations. But I, I will say this. Uh, they said at the Democrat convention they're going to do a national mandate. They never did it because they've checked out and they didn't do it. And a, qu- a good question is you ask like Joe Biden, they said, we're going to do a ma- national mandate on masks. He's called on all governors to have them. It is a state well, responsibility. Well, no, but he, he didn't do it. I mean, he never did it. Now, uh, there is, by the way, a lot of people don't want to wear masks. There are a lot of people think the masks are not good. And there are a lot of people that, as an example, who you Who are have, those people? Well, I'll tell you who those people are. Waiters, they come <laughs> over and they serve you and they have a mask. And I saw it the other day where they were serving me. And they're playing with a mask. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying what happens. They're playing with a mask, and so the mask is over, and they're touching it, and, put, and then they're touching the plate. Uh, that can't be good. There are a lot of people. If you look at Dr. Fauci's original statement, you look at a lot of people, CDC, you look at a lot of people's original statement, they said very strongly, George, don't wear masks. Then all of a sudden they went to wear masks. The concept of a mask is good, but it also does. You're constantly touching it. You're touching your face. You're touching plates. There are people that don't think masks are good. So this is the most maddening thing about Donald Trump. It's fucking infuriating. Is he's in this position of power, right? And he still is saying this on on the stage when he's speaking to the nation that they used to say don't wear a mask. Now they're saying wear a mask. Science changes. Science evolves. What we learn and what we know changes and evolves. So sure, at first, especially to not have everyone buying up all the PPE, all the masks, they were saying that the general public didn't need to wear masks. Then as we learned more information about the virus, it became... Everyone needs to wear masks. Still, today, he's disputing what the director of the CDC said when he gave his congressional testimony. And he was very clear, very, very clear. He said, quote, I might even go as far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Okay, he's very explicit. And Donald Trump, during his press conference today, he went up there after Kayleigh McEnany, and he said that he must have been confused in his congressional testimony. The the director of the Centers for Disease Control, the preeminent um, medical institution in the world, it's very, or used to be, very well respected, Mm -hmm. that he didn't understand the question. He was confused. Right. Come the fuck on. The director of the CDC also said in his testimony that a vaccine will likely not be ready or the the results from a widespread coronavirus vaccine would not be apparent until 2021, uh, like the second or third quarter of 2021. Yeah. And Donald Trump also said today that he thinks that he made a mistake when he said that because it's just incorrect information. Didn't he also say something along the lines of, I bet you if you call him, he'll give you a different answer now because I told him how unhappy I uh, I was with that. Well, he said he called the director directly because he had issues with both what he said about face masks and also what he said about the vaccine timeline. So Donald Trump is watching the testimony, which that's great. Very nice. And then he calls him and says, hey, listen, I don't like the two things that you said. Yeah. There. Well, what if they're true, dude? Don't you need to know things that are true? You're the president. Listen, no difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. They're they're practically the same guy running for president. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, it's a toss up. It's a fucking coin flip as to who you should vote for. Well, Joe Biden's president right now, right? Why isn't he doing the mandate (laughs) that he said that Donald Trump just said that he promised he would do? Yeah, I mean, you know, Donald Trump, he's, he's an expert on 
Who who are these people you're talking about who don't like masks, Donald Trump? I'll tell you who those people are. Waiters. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking waiters. <laughs> because Donald Trump is dining out a lot. He he comes into contact with civilian waiters on a regular basis. He really wants to take care of the waiters. <laughs> That's something that's important to Donald Trump. I'm sure he tips very well and has oh, his yeah. whole life. I'm sure. He's he's very concerned about that particular job role. It's it's important to him. He's like, you gave me a really great, well-done steak with ketchup. Here's an extra tip for you. Who? Who? I'll tell you who those people are. Waiters. <laughs> you brought the ketchup with with haste. You really got the ketchup to my table so I could slather it on to my crispy, well-done piece of meat mm. good fucking times joe biden responded to this though right and he said hey yeah, during the debate he tweeted and something about i'm not president dude yeah you're you're president <laughs> like they have to keep reminding him because he's making this this is joe biden's america uh everything is fire and terror uh it's gonna be joe biden's america it is joe biden's america <laughs> forgetting who's president Exactly. <laughs> oh my God! Biden's America! <laughs> the streets are on fire. Mm-hmm. Even Liz Cheney the other day, yeah, gave some speech somewhere and said something about our cities that will never accept our cities being on fire. There's not a single city that's on fire. You fucking raging maniac. Well, there are cities on fire, and that's because of climate change. Oh, no, excuse me. Yeah. Exactly. She's mm-hmm. talking about Antifa, mm-hmm. and now Black Lives Matter and Antifa are apparently the same group. Yeah, by the way, just as an aside, I loved Tucker Carlson saying, everyone keeps saying that the fires are because of climate change, but no one ever says how that's possible. You ever think of that? They're never talking about how that's happening. Um, sir, they are talking about how that's happening, that the climate is warming, that things are drier. What is wrong with you? I thought you were going to say, sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) I should have done that. That would have been, that would have been much better than what actually happened. So this has been happening rapid fire yesterday or the day before for you, which every day you're listening to this, um, was the town hall. And today Donald Trump got up there. When he contradicted the CDC director and did all the craziness. Um, the other thing that he did, but this is, I'm going back now because I'm getting confused because there's so much to fucking talk about, is where he floated herd immunity at the town hall. Well, herd mentality. Her- <laughs> herd mentality. And then he called it another thing, herd development. That's right. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said herd mentality, herd development. So, he was really trying to find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I said, disaster. But the thing about that is, is back in April, he warned against herd immunity as a strategy because of the fact that an astronomical amount of people would die because you're just you're throwing everybody to the wolves like mm-hmm. Sweden did. Right. And they have outrageous, outrageous mortality rates right now. So uh, Jake Tapper talked about it, and I thought it was worth sharing with you. The United States just recorded the deadliest single day in a month. 1,293 deaths from coronavirus just yesterday. Yet on that very same day, President Trump once again downplayed the pandemic. He put on full display his lack of understanding of this virus that has killed more than 196,000 Americans so far. Once again, Trump saying what administration health experts say is just false. This dreamlike notion that the virus will simply just go away and even going so far as to embrace this misguided notion of herd immunity, which he mistakenly called herd mentality. But forget the gaffe. Focus on what the president is pushing here, because it's an idea that you heard Sanjay just say and other health experts say would lead to a catastrophic loss of life in this nation. It's probably going to go away now a lot faster because of the vaccine. It would go away without the vaccine, George. But it's going to go away a lot faster. It would go away without the vaccine? Sure. Over a period of time. Sure. With time, it goes many deaths. And you'll develop, you'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. It's going to be, it's going to be herd developed. And that's going to happen. (laughs) That will all happen. 
Herd immunity, not herd mentality, herd immunity is allowing the virus to largely run rampant, infecting the majority of the population of this country, most Americans developing antibodies because they would have been exposed. But experts predict that such a plan, or lack of plan, could lead to the deaths of literally millions of Americans. But don't take my word for it. Here's President Trump in April, back when he was listening to health experts, explaining why herd immunity is no solution. And if we did follow that approach, I think we might have two million people dead. If we did uh, the herd, if we went with the herd, as they say. The herd, as they potentially, say. <laughs> I mean, you see the, the charts. Nobody knows. Nobody will ever know, fortunately. Mm. This, as the president once again claims he has a new health care plan ready to go, a claim that, frankly, we've been hearing now for years. And for more than <laughs> one year, he's been pledging to release his plan imminently. We're going to produce phenomenal health care. And we already have the concept of the plan. And it'll be much better. I'll keep it with the plan. All right, I'm going to pause because on the video, which I don't have in front of me, but I remember the dates. This was from like no, uh, July 19th, 2019. When he was talking to George Stephanopoulos in the car. A year ago, he said that. And then the next clip is from July this year. I just love how he's talking about this healthcare plan like it's a fucking podcast. I have the concept of the healthcare plan. <laughs> I've, we've had it for a while now. Can you act on the concept, please? I've submitted my treatment to many agents. We're going to see about getting this film made. Yeah, great. Yeah, well, we'll be announcing that in about two months. We're signing a healthcare plan within two weeks. A full and complete health care plan. I have it already, and it's a much better plan for you, and it's a much better plan. Yeah, and as President Trump promises, the supposed new plan to protect those with pre-existing conditions, his administration is actively asking the Supreme Court right now to dismantle Obamacare, which ensures that those with pre-existing conditions can get insurance coverage without having to pay a steeper premium. So here's what I love about this clip. He just criticized Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, for saying, oh, no masks. And then he's saying masks. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you played these clips for Donald Trump and, and said, Donald, in April, you were saying this about herd mentality and herd attempts or whatever he was calling it. <laughs> Herd developed. Herd developed. Herd developed. And now you're saying this about herd immunity what's what's with that what are, the, what oh, are these you almost had it you gotta be quicker than that <laughs> what are these different messages about sir how do you think he would respond to that yeah i don't know he's wily he's wily in the way that uh trump supporters think is is uh oh he's a genius it's like 12 dimensional chess you right. know yeah he would spin it in a way that makes it somehow acceptable or reasonable or he would t start talking about his tariffs in china his trade deals yeah <laughs> And I don't mean literally reasonable or acceptable, but yeah. he would explain it in a way that gives people a sense of that's what he's trying to do. He's Is a dumb fuck, Brittany. I'm not sure if you know, our president is a dumb fuck. Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. I realize now that might not have been necessary, but sorry, I don't, I'm a little trigger happy on the disclaimer, you know what I mean? Sometimes I don't even know how to respond. Don't even know. So anyway, this happened today at the press briefing in the White House press briefing room. And it is ultimately him really laying it bare that he doesn't give a flying single king's fuck about blue states. He's only there to represent and lead and be the president of red America, of MAGA America. He doesn't fucking care about the rest of us. This has also been an interesting thing to watch. And I don't know if this is something that has happened before. Jesse, you might be able to speak to this. But the fact that he is drawing a distinction between how well red states are doing versus blue states, not just related to coronavirus, but also in terms of what he would call lawlessness and yeah. terror he he really does only seem to prioritize what's happening in red states. And I don't know that I've seen a president do that. No. Oh, well, 
I'm sure there has been policy prescriptions that were more under the, uh, uh, like veiled in their racism. Never like this though. This is just straight up. Let them fucking die. You know, it's pretty remarkable. If you look at what we've done and all of the lives that we've saved, and I'm going to ask that a graph be put up, and now it's up. Uh, this was right at the beginning. This was our prediction that if we do a really good job, we'll be at about 100,000 to 240,000 deaths, and we're below that substantially, and we'll see what comes out. But that would be if we did the good job. If the not-so-good job was done, you'd be between 1.5 million. I remember these numbers so well, and 2.2 million. Uh, that's quite a difference. So we're down in this territory. And that's despite the fact that the blue states had had tremendous death rates. If you take the blue states out, we're uh, at, at a level that uh, I don't think anybody in the world would be at. We're really at a very low level. But if you take the blue states out, it's not America, you dumb fuck. And further, the two million, the two million, the 2.2 million number that he keeps rambling on about is if they had done nothing if they acted like nothing was going on it was just business as usual no mask no social distancing no precautions whatsoever two million people would die which if donald trump wasn't under continuous pressure from the people around him that's what would have happened that's what would have happened that would have been his approach you see this approach in everything lately he talks about climate change and he tells scientists the earth is gonna cool guys just just wait until you see i was just gonna say the earth is gonna cool down magically go away yeah the virus is gonna magically disappear the earth is gonna cool down everything's (laughs) gonna be fine bros here's 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 what i love though is when when people um, say that to 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 administration officials. Well, he said it would magically go away. Well, it is going to go away. Eventually, <laughs> it will go away. Eventually, right? Like right. you look, two hundred years. There's not going to be a coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> he's. You can't prove that wrong. He's right about that. Yeah. Ugh. Well, maybe they're thinking when the world ends, which is likely soon, the coronavirus will not. Will not be a thing. The problem is, is a lot of this is just steeped in conspiracy thinking, Mm -hmm. which is an alarming, not new development, but really on full display right now with so many of the people that Donald Trump has surrounded himself with. This last week, Roger Stone said some remarkable things. Roger Stone, who has had his sentence commuted by Donald Trump. No more fear of prosecution for Roger Stone, and he's putting it all out there. Yeah, his 40-month prison sentence, by the way, was commuted by yeah, Donald Trump. That's right. So he went on Alex Jones's InfoWars. Of course he did. I'm looking for a drop. I don't have one. I know you're waiting. Is that what you're waiting for? Well, I was trying to give you a little bit of a beat to find Uh, one. You don't need to talk about how things happen behind the scenes. He's not a Christian. That's just random. That's just random. (laughs) Okay. So he's making accusations of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election and urging Donald Trump to, quote, consider several draconian measures to stay in power, including having federal authorities seize ballots in Nevada, having FBI agents and Republican state officials physically block voting under the pretext of preventing voter fraud using martial law or the Insurrection Act to carry out widespread arrests and nationalizing state police forces. This is what he's advocating for. That is exactly right. On Alex Jones's show, and luckily, that doesn't really exist anywhere other than his website now, right? That's right. He's not on YouTube. He's not on Facebook. Yeah. So. But listen, this isn't too far from the truth. The New York Times just published an article that Attorney General of these United States, William Barr, told prosecutors to consider sedition charges for protesters. Mm -hmm. That he's also asked prosecutors to explore whether to bring charges against the mayor of Seattle for allowing a police-free protest zone. That's where we are. This is 1798 type of shit. 
John Adams, the Sedition Act. Well, what <laughs> what's terrifying about this, though, going back to the, the Roger Stone thing, is he and Alex Jones were talking about it being, quote unquote, clear that the Democrats think they can steal this election yes. and what needs to be done. And they're talking about ballots being seized by federal marshals. There are people listening to this who believe the things that Alec jo- Alex Jones says. Yeah, get whipped up into a frenzy and grab their gun and go take care of business like the Pizzagate guy from North Carolina. That's really the scary part about this. And I know that we also wanted to talk a little bit about QAnon and how serious that has gotten as well, because there was a, a Time article that came out that was really alarming. But did you want to talk more about that Bill Barr thing that you just read? I know that was just breaking right now. So you were you were reading through it right no, now. No, I'm just I mean, it, it's not just wingnuts on Alex Jones fucking show. This shit materializes in real life with the actual administration where the attorney general is recommending that prosecute look you should look into what kind of charges we can bring against the mayor of a lar- one of the America's largest cities right who happens to be a democrat mind you right for their 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 uh, unsatisfactory performance during the racial unrest that we've witnessed this summer mm-hmm. i mean this is dystopian type of shit this is why there is a fucking clear difference between donald trump and joe fucking biden Yes, that is definitely true. And I just want to say, unfortunately, uh, thank you, Marcus, for giving us Bill Barr. I, I primarily blame him. So fucking awkward. Yeah, that's Marcus. It is pretty awkward. So thanks a lot. Marcus. I wish I had the hello, Marcus, on the on the board. But <laughs> I am a fucking loser slacker who doesn't have it there. I love that. Clip. So listen, the QAnon thing is really reaching dangerous levels where where historians are starting to 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 to, to cross the eyes and dot the t's i think it's the other way around and and connect like <laughs> nazi fucking propaganda techniques in with what they're doing and some of the insane like the save the children thing they're co-opting actual um serious public health risks and 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 problems across the the globe and they're they're taking resources away from it. They're they're doing damage to people who actually work in the child sex trafficking um, to combat it. Yeah, and I actually I saw an article today. I think a, a cult expert was interviewed, and he mm. he was instructing people on what to do if your friend has been indoctrinated into the cult of QAnon. And I didn't read it because I didn't have the mental bandwidth for it. Yeah, does it involve like like throwing a bag of bo- dog shit on their face? I don't think that would be convincing, mm. so probably not. That's why I'm not an expert. That <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be why. So, I want to read from this Time article. The title is How Conspiracy Theories Are Shaping the 2020 Election and Shaking the Foundation of American Democracy. Now, this quote that I'm going to read is very alarming. And I just want everyone to to be prepared for what I'm about to read. On a cigarette break outside their small business in a county that I can't pronounce. Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Uh, I can pronounce Wisconsin. I can't pronounce the name of this county in Wisconsin. Okay. It's like a, a, a chalky or a kachi or There's something, There's a Z right? in there. Oh, right. Yeah. So, no. Uh, <laughs> Tina Arthur and Marcella Frank told me they plan to vote for Trump again because they are deeply alarmed by the, quote, cabal They've heard numerous reports that the COVID-19 tents set up in New York and California were actually for children who had been rescued from underground sex trafficking tunnels. Arthur and Frank explained that they are not followers of QAnon. Frank says... Right. Frank says she spends most of her free time researching child sex trafficking while... Wait, wait, wait. Frank says she spends most of her time... Most of her free time. Free time. All right. Because she is a small business owner. Yeah, and she has the resources of, you know, an investigative journalist or an investigator. Right. Because she has Google. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Spends most of her free time researching child sex trafficking, while Arthur adds that she often finds this information on the Russian-owned search engine Yandex. Frank's eyes fill with tears as she describes what she's found. Children who are being raped and tortured so that the, quote, cabal can, quote, extract their blood and drink it. 
What? She says Trump has seized the blood on the black market as part of his fight against the cabal. Quote, I think if Biden wins, the world is over, basically, adds Arthur. I would honestly try to leave the country. And if that wasn't an option, I would probably take my children and sit in the garage and turn my car on and it would be over. What? Yeah. So wait, she's talking wait, wait, about wait, wait. she's talking about killing her kids. Read read the last line again. Read read that again. I would honestly try to leave the country if, and if, if that wasn't if, an option. If Biden was elected, if Joe Biden becomes president, I would honestly try to leave the country and if that wasn't an option, I would probably take my children and sit in the garage and turn my car on and it would be over. If Joe Biden is elected, this woman is admitting to a reporter that she is contemplating murdering her children. That is the power and the danger of this conspiracy theory of QAnon. She can say I'm not a QAnon person all she wants, but she's talking about the idea has materialized in her mind to murder her own children. God damn. Yeah, so I hope this journalist referred her uh, case or reported this to authorities, reported it to Child Protective Services. She needs a, a mental health wellness check. This, this is deeply concerning. The reporter's name is Charlotte Alter, and I would just hope that she what outlet time time i would just hope that she took action on this yeah yeah and reported it because i would hope that some of our listeners would take action it's it's deeply concerning tina arthur yeah but it's also hard to track people down and really know who's who and uh it's really the responsibility of the person who received this information and, and heard that information to ensure that it it gets reported to the proper yeah. person it's crazy. Yeah. And again, we're going to take this further. This isn't just the Nutter Butters. This isn't just the QAnon Ding Dongs. This isn't just Roger Stone with his fucking Nixon tattoo in the middle of his back and Gay Frog's Alex Jones. Michael Caputo just gave his leave of absence statement today from the Health and Human Services. He was the spokesman for the Department of Health and human services, a cabinet-level person. And recently he took to Facebook in an unwieldy rant filled with paranoia, whipping people into a frenzy. Listen to this. Whether it's the Buffalo News or the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or, or uh, any of these media outlets... Um, I'm under siege. Uh, it's been going on for a couple of weeks, and uh, I don't care um, because I have the president's support. I know that because he's told me so. Uh, they're after me for two reasons. And when I want to hybrid. I want to. I want to tell you what they are so you understand, and you understand that uh, I'm not going anywhere. They're going to have to kill me. And unfortunately, I think that's where this is going. The partisan Democrats, the conjugal media, and the scientists, the deep state scientists, want America sick through November. They cannot afford for us to have any good news before November because they're already losing. Donald Trump right now, if the election were held today, would win. Not by much. Not by much, and I want to talk about that for a minute, but he would win. And that's why Kamala Harris is out there talking like an anti-vaxxer. I know some people on my feed are against vaccines, and I encourage you not to get one to, if you don't want one. Uh, I encourage what? you to follow freedom to anywhere it leads. But I'm going to get a vaccine. In fact, as Assistant Secretary of Health, I'll be one of the first ones to get a vaccine. And I know it's safe because I'm involved in its development, not as a, you know, just watching it closely. And let me tell you something. There is tons of positive news out there about this pandemic. And the Democrats can't have it. Their conjugal media can't have it. And there are scientists working for this government who do not want America to get better. 
Did you hear me? There are scientists who work for this government who do not want America to get well. Not until after Joe Biden is, been, is president. It's a fact. I knew it because I've heard it. They can, these people cannot, cannot allow America to get better. Nor can they allow America to hear good news. This is the spokesman for the Health and Human Services Department of the United States of America. On his personal Facebook. Ranting about CDC conspiracies. Perfect. Saying, ah, I know some of you people are anti-vaxxers who follow me, and I would encourage you to follow freedom wherever it leads. Only after he said that uh, he's under siege. They're going to have to kill me. That's where this is heading. This is... Is he okay? This is as if... I mean, imagine that Kaylee McEnany got up and said this stuff. He's a spokesman for a cabinet level, the health secretary. The scientists in this government who have dedicated their lives to people's wellness. They don't want America to get better. Especially if it will hurt Donald Trump. This is the state of our nation. This is the state of the Donald Trump administration. This is fucking dangerous. And the reason it's dangerous is because there is a portion of our population that buys into this. Because my voice fails me. And also Facebook. And Facebook. (laughs) And the algorithms Mm -hmm. that promote this. Because if it gets clicks, oh, that's popular. Let's promote that. Mm-hmm. These are dangerous, dangerous times. And again, I didn't mean this for, to, to be a theme of the program today. It just worked out that way. <clears throat> but if you think there's no difference between Donald fucking Trump and, and, and a mediocre Joe Biden, you are a part of... Of the problem. Because many more tens of thousands of people will die because of Donald Trump and his cabal of ding-dongs and their inaction and their conspiracy thinking that wouldn't die under a Joe Biden. A mediocre Joe Biden. Anyway, we would love to know what you think, even if you dissent. I know sometimes I come across as a little judgy, I've been told. No. <laughs> Trust me, it is only the passion. I love all of you guys. I appreciate your engagement with our content. I appreciate your support of the program on Patreon. Thanks for watching my dumb YouTube videos. You guys are the best. You, 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 you buoy our spirits on days like today where it was tough to get behind the microphone. Oh, yeah. And do a show. It was very tough. Multiple times I've texted Brittany like, no, this is, this is good. I think this is okay. <laughs> Will you stop? I, it's the sausage. You I gotta don't let him know uh, how the come sausage Come on, is man. Going. We're low energy. You're right. We're it, low energy, I Jess didn't and Brett, text right you. now. I, I DM'd you on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We, 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 we desperately thank you for your support on Patreon. We want to grow this operation, and it is with your support and your help to help produce this content that we could do so. Go to dollamore.com. And sl- listen to that bonus episode. Oh, and listen to the bonus episode. Yeah, don't forget Actually, that. that's what you should do is go listen to the bonus episode. Then you'll feel really, really motivated. Yeah, To to share it with your Christian friends. Oh, and support the show on Patreon. Oh, and to support the show, yeah. Yeah, I'm begging for money here. Oh, oh. Get with the fucking program. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yes, yes. Proceed, sir. Dollamore.com slash Patreon. We love you guys. We'd love to hear from you again. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We sure to love you guys, and we sure will see you next time. Brittany Page... I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt.